May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning to you. Happy Mother's Day to our moms. You might remember, uh, it's just a little over a year ago, at the Academy Awards, the host, Chris Rock, comedian, he made a joke about the actress Jada Pinkett Smith's very short haircut. And Jada's husband, the actor Will Smith, at first laughed, but then Jada, who has alopecia, looked upset. And so Will Smith infamously went up on stage and slapped Chris Rock. You remember this? Yeah. So just a few minutes after that, then Will Smith gets called back up on stage, and then uh, uh, he was to receive the award for Best Actor. And in an uh, uncomfortable speech, he apologized for his actions to the Academy, but not to Chris Rock, and said, love makes us do crazy things. Not everybody found that satisfying, but everybody agreed it was crazy. I wonder if you have a story about love making you do something that was crazy. I really don't. Um, Amy does. But um, about, the, about the craziest thing it, for me is that Amy used to make me dance spontaneously in public. Then again, I made her be married to a priest. So I'd say we're about even. Does love make us do crazy things? I think probably we just do crazy things and blame it on love. But certainly, certainly love does call us to change our behavior. Love calls us to change our behavior. And sometimes it seems crazy. Usually it's for the better. So today is Mother's Day, and lots of you have already spent some money, or you bought flowers, you bought gifts, you're going to go to lunch. Why are you going to all that trouble? It's because you love the mother in your life. I had a friend in college who really just didn't much care how he dressed. You know, T-shirts with holes in them, wrinkly shorts, no problem. Until he started dating a girl that he really liked. I mean, head over heels for this girl. We all noticed pretty quickly he was looking sharp, man. Like pressed shirts, collar. They got two kids in college now. <laughs> I really do enjoy, actually enjoy doing little things for Amy, like making dinner or folding the laundry, because I love her. I don't mind paying a lot of money for my uh, kids for after-school activities and driving them back and forth to those activities because I love them. Love should definitely change our behavior. It should shift our focus from our own wants and needs to the wants and needs of the ones we love. 
And in fact, if it hadn't, chances are something is wrong. Now, my guess is that most of you agree with that. I mean, sure, we've all messed it up a few times along the way, and we all got room for improvement. But in principle, we agree, we can agree that if, if we love someone, that should change or impact our behavior. In fact, it should change in a way that uh, makes the life of the person we love better, that honors that person, that uh, sacrifices for that person? So, then is it the same for Jesus? Does our love for Jesus change our behavior? Now, our gospel passage from John that Deacon Beth just read is a continuation of our passage from last week. Remember that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus is speaking to his disciples the night before he is to be crucified. And he's speaking to them about what life is going to be like for them when he's not going to be with them every day anymore. And he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Now, sometimes that sounds to our ears like Jesus is saying the opposite of what he's actually saying. Because it might sound like a guilt trip. It might sound like he's saying, you better keep my commandments while I'm gone. It might sound like he's saying, you know, guys, what I'm really after here is good behavior. It might sound like that to us. In fact, sometimes you might hear it explained or even preached like that. And whenever you hear someone say that all religions are basically just the same, they misunderstand Jesus to be saying, I came to make sure that you are behaving and to make you feel guilty if you're not. But that's not what he says. In fact, that is, that is the very opposite of what he means. Because Jesus says, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. This is, a lot like, this is like, a lot like somebody saying, if you touch a hot stove, you're going to burn your hand. If you roll around in the sand, you're going to get sandy. If you love me, you're going to obey my commandments. Jesus is speaking to these men who left everything to follow him. Who have walked all over Galilee and Judea with him for the last three years. Who have watched him perform miracles. Who have listened to his teaching. Who have experienced his kindness and grace. These are not strangers that this guy is trying to convince to adopt a new philosophy. No, Jesus loves these men deeper than family, and they love him. And he's saying to them, the fact that you love me, it, it will have an impact on the way that you live your life. The force and the weight of the statement is on 
the love that we have for him. The inevitable consequence of that relationship is holiness of life. Holiness of life. Because love changes us. Now, as you are considering your relationship with Jesus and whether or not it has had holy consequences in your life, I want you to also hear what Jesus says next. Because Jesus knows that even if we want to keep his commandments, even if we want to, even if that is our desire, that it can be hard, right? Because we've got temptations coming at us from the outside. We have temptations coming at us from the inside. It can be a lot easier to fly off the handle than it is to love our enemies. It is a lot easier to go along with the crowd than it is to step back and say, that is not for me. Even if we read our Bible that morning. And Jesus knows that a loving relationship with his disciples, and that's definitely including you and me, uh, that that should change our behavior because that's what love does. If you love me, you'll, uh, you'll keep my commandments. But Jesus also knows there will always be strong forces inside and outside of us pulling us away from that call. And so Jesus says, I am not going to leave you alone in this. I am not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send an advocate to be with you forever. And of course, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, the indwelling Emmanuel, God with us. And the word that is here translated as advocate is also sometimes translated as helper, friend, counselor, comforter. This is not a scorekeeping referee who is sent to make sure you're doing the right thing. This is one who is steadfastly for you, who is your protector, who is in your corner, who is fighting for you. The Holy Spirit is the muscle against temptation when we feel weak. The Holy Spirit is the whetstone sharpening our blade when it gets dull. The Holy Spirit is our conscience and our guide when we get confused. The Holy Spirit is our comforter and our healer when we fall short. The Apostle Paul was so confident in the Holy Spirit's constant and strengthening presence that he could write to the Corinthians, God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide the way out so that you can stand up under it. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 10. The goal is not to strengthen our willpower. That will be a byproduct, I think. But the goal is to so cultivate our relationship with Jesus, he in us and we in him, that our love for him is just simply it just has more force in our lives than the things that are pulling us away from him. And I have fallen short of that too many times to count. But it's actually his love that I've experienced in his forgiveness that strengthens me for the next time. And 
cultivates in me the love that I have for Jesus? Does love make us do crazy things? I don't know about us. But I know that Jesus got up from this conversation with his disciples and he surrendered himself to his enemies and he carried his own cross to Calvary and he died on that cross to take our sins upon himself so that we could have a loving relationship with the Father that he deserves. And some might call that crazy. But Jesus would just call it a sacrifice that honors the ones that he loves. So how do we respond to that love? Like, do we respond by just checking in with him when we get in a pinch? I mean, how, what if we loved our mothers like that? Like, what if we said, gosh, I love my mom. She is so great. I mean, I never really call her or go see her, but I know if I get in a pinch, she'll be there because it's kind of her job to love me and forgive me anyway. And I am really excited about that inheritance. (laughs) We would say that is not loving your mama. That is taking her for granted. But we treat Jesus like that all the time. I mean, he's there. If we need him in a pinch, it's kind of his job to always forgive us. And man, we are super excited about that inheritance. But he invites us to more. He invites us to a relationship, to his abiding presence. And his love changes us over time. St. Augustine once said, love God and do whatever you please. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It sounds like license to just go out and do whatever we want. That can't be right. Love God and do whatever we please. Here's the full quote. St. Augustine said, love God and do whatever you please. For the soul trained in love to God will do nothing to offend the God that that soul loves. Love God and do whatever you please, for the soul trained in love to God will do nothing to offend the God who is loved. Or as Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Does this kind of love make us do crazy things? To a world that insists that we are our own best measure of who we're supposed to be, based on whatever feels right at the time, it might seem crazy to submit ourselves to Jesus' commandments. When everything inside of us is screaming to put ourselves first, it might seem crazy to love God and love others above ourselves. When we've been hurt or mistreated or snubbed, it might seem crazy to forgive rather than to retaliate or to love rather than hold a grudge. When we see see some uh, grave societal injustice, when we see someone else being harmed or needing help, it might seem crazy to get involved and lend a hand rather than just let it slide. When we have worked hard for the money that we've got, and there are plenty of other things we'd like to have, it might seem crazy to give that money away. That's what it might seem like from the outside. 
but from the inside, from within that relationship, from that forming and transforming love, from the abiding and advocating presence of the Holy Spirit, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Jesus said, if you love me, you will, you will keep my commandments. So it is important to ask if you're keeping his commandments. But it is, I think, more important. It is deeper and more foundational to ask, do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Is he just useful in a pinch? Or is there a real relationship there? Has his love for you cultivated in you a love for him that really has impacted the way you live your life? What might that look like in your life? What might that look like? What might God be calling you to? What might God be calling you to take up? Or lay down? Jesus loves you like crazy. He said, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. May we all respond eagerly to his love with love like that. Amen.